Welcome to Jury Duty. I'm your host, Chris Terracone. Season 8 of Jury Duty explores the trial of Alex Murdoch, a member of one of the most powerful families in South Carolina, who is accused of murdering his son Paul and his wife Maggie, with the purpose of covering up a multitude of alleged crimes including fraud and homicide. In our last episode, we began our look at the testimony of Blanca Simpson, a longtime friend of Maggie Murdoch, who also worked for the Murdoch family. In this installment, we continue our review of Ms. Simpson's testimony. That's all coming up right after the break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It is the morning of February 10th, 2023, day 13 of the trial of Alex Murdoch. As we concluded our last episode, Blanca Simpson testified as to how she met the Murdoch family. The witness explained to the jury under Prosecutor Metter's direct examination that the relationship began when she worked for Alex Murdoch's firm and then continued as she began to do housework for the family. It was during this time that she became close friends with Maggie Murdoch. Ms. Simpson further explained that Maggie particularly loved the family's property in Edisto, South Carolina. As we begin this installment, Prosecutor Metters continues to ask Blanca Simpson about Maggie's fondness for that Edisto property. Where was a time of year that she liked being there more than other times? Yes, sir. Come around spring, um, summer, she preferred to be in Edisto. Next, Prosecutor Metters asks about Maggie's whereabouts in the days and hours before the murders. And I guess, uh, was she at Edisto the night, Sunday night, do you know? Where, where was she Sunday night? I'm not sure. Defense attorney Dick Harpudlian objects on the grounds that the question calls for speculation. Judge Clifton Newman responds. She can answer if she knows. I'm not sure. Were you on schedule June 7th timelines? Were you running late? Were you? What time were you supposed to be there? I didn't have I didn't have a set time to be there. After you and Maggie talked and texted, um, did you go to Moselle? Yes, I did. And when you got there, was Maggie there? No, sir. She had just left. Was Paul there? No. Uh, was Defendant Alex Murdoch there? Yes, he was. Okay. When you walked in the house, was he up? No, sir. He was in bed. Based on the time you spent there and your experience with the Defendant Alex Murdoch, was he a morning person? No, sir. How long were you there working before you saw Alex Murdo that morning on June 7th of 21? Probably a couple hours. And can you tell these folks that there come a point that morning where he left the house? Alex Murdo, did he, did he leave and go to work? Or yes, wherever? he did. Okay. And can you tell them what he was wearing, Alex Murdo, best of your memory, when he left Moselle? He had a pair of um, khaki pants, um, a green, greenish, I call it seafoam color. Um, polo shirt, and he put a sports coat, a blue sports coat over it. And he put his shoes on, which were usually right there next to um, a dresser that they had right there um, 
in the living room area. That's where his shoes used to go right there, so he just used to kind of slide his shoes on on his way out the door. Do you remember what type of shoes he had on on June 7th, 2021, when he left? His regular work shoes, the, um, the brown, there was a pair of brown leather shoes. Was it a long sleeve shirt or a short sleeve shirt he left on? The polo's a short sleeve shirt. Staying out of everybody's view. Do you remember anything specifically about that shirt? As he put his coat on, he, he was putting his shoes on and he was trying, putting his coat on um, and he was getting ready to walk out. He turned around and I said, Alec, I said, um, hold on a minute. I said, your collar's sticking up. So I, I, um, he turned around and I fixed his collar inside his jacket because one collar was sticking up. So you actually shirt. helped, sorry, did you help move his shirt? Yeah, Yes, I did. And you said it was a long or short sleeve, I'm sorry. That polo is a short sleeve. And did it have buttons on part of it or, or do you know? Just from, from here to here. And, and was it a blue blazer it was, on top of it? It was a dark color. He put a tie on? He didn't have a tie with that on? No, sir. I just, now, Ms. Maggie had asked you to fix dinner for the uh, family. Did you do that? I did. Can you tell them what you made? Um, she called it steak burger, but it's cube steak and gravy. Um, some white rice and some green beans. You're a good cook, aren't you? Yes, sir. <laughs> Did you see or talk to Maggie ever again after this text or this phone call? Before I left Moselle, I texted her and I said um, the dinner was on the, I believe I texted to the effect that I left dinner on the stove for them. I, I can't really remember the text, but I did text her and let her know that the dinner was ready and that I was leaving. And you said one of her phrases she used is no worries. Had she said that to you that day? Yes. When was that? Um, I, can't, I can't remember. You got a family of your own, right? Yes, sir. Did you, when you left Moselle, what did you do? Pick up my son at school. And uh, your husband's working? Yes, sir. Law enforcement? Yes, sir. And when you got home that night, um, did anybody call you that night? No. When did you hear about the murder at Moselle of Paul and Maggie Murdoch? The next morning when I was getting ready to go out there. The next morning? Yes, sir. Okay. How did you hear? Alex called me. And, and what did he tell you? He, didn't call, he called you the next morning? He called me early the next morning. And what did he say to you? He... Um, he sounded shaky on the phone. You could tell he was, I, his voice sounded really shaky. Um, and uh, he said, um, B, they're gone, they're gone. And that my initial thought was, did she go back to Ediston? Thought, that thought didn't cross my mind that he meant that they were dead at that time. You just didn't comprehend and No, sir, I did not. So he told me again, he said, no, B, they're, they're, they're dead. Um, and at that point, I don't remember because I believe I dropped the phone. My husband got the phone. I don't remember after that. You literally dropped the phone? Yes. And did your husband get on the phone? I, I, don't, I don't remember. I, I, I don't remember. I, I, all I remember is when he said that they were dead, I, I, I dropped the phone. And I believe I said, I'll be right over. I'll be right over. Did, did, did he... The defendant, Alex Murdoch, tell you which way to go when you got to the house? He said him and Buster were at Almeda, so I told them I was going to Almeda. You know, I wanted to make sure they were okay, and, and um, 
So I went from my house to Almeida. And then um, when I got ready to leave Almeida, he said, well, when you go to the house, go in the front because there's a lot of sled agents by the kennels. You can't go in that way. And he said, just try to straighten up um, the way Maggie liked everything. You know, in the house, he said, you knew her the best. He said, you know how she likes stuff. So I uh, I did. I went to that. So you went to? I went to Moselle. You went to Almeida to start with? Yes, I did, to check on my Buster and Alec. To comfort him? Yes, sir. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Prosecutor John Metters continues his direct examination of Blanca Simpson by asking the witness about her activity at the Moselle property the day after the murders. And um, at his request, you went to Moselle to start cleaning up and getting the house in order? Yes, sir. He said there was going to be people probably stopping by and um, bringing food and, and stuff. He said, I just want the house to look the way Maggie would like for it to look. So I said, okay. And I went to the house. I, I am. Um, Did you have a usual way that you went in to Moselle, entrance-wise? From the house, I would, if I was coming from my house, I would come in on the, I call it the Miley's side. So I would actually enter the property through the kennels. And um, if I was coming from Hampton or if I, you know, in the, the other direction, then I would use the front entrance. But normally, I use the kennel entrance coming from my house. When you got to Moselle, we're now in the morning of June 8th, right, of 2021? Yes, sir. Did you see anybody in the property before you got to the main house? No, sir. And when you got to the main house, take this right there. Right now, as you're walking in the house, what were your observations? As Ms. Simpson answers the prosecutor's question, she appears to become upset. Metters quickly brings her tissues. It was hard because I know she wasn't going to be coming back. And I didn't want to move. I didn't want to move her stuff. It was just a weird feeling going through when I walked, when I unlocked the front door to get in. It felt cold. You really cared for her, didn't you? I did. What'd you do when you got inside? Um, when I got inside, I, uh, I didn't turn on any lights. I didn't do anything. I went, I walked through the front door and I went in the kitchen. And, uh, I was kind of, I was kind of, when I looked in the kitchen, I kind of got, kind of just stopped in my tracks and I looked at the stove and I, I was kind of, I don't know what, what the word is. When I looked and I noticed the stove that there was no pots on the stove, it was kind of unusual because usually when they ate dinner, when they ate dinner the night before, the pots usually stayed on the, on the stove. Very, very seldom would she, um, put, you know, certain meals in the refrigerator. A lot of times it was just left on the, on the stove um, until the next day. The pots were not, they were not in the sink and they were not on the stove. And then as I walked through, walked, if you walk through the kitchen, like you're going to 
from the kitchen, if you walk through the kitchen, um, if you go to the left, there's two uh, freezer and a refrigerator, and the laundry room sat right there to the left. There's a back door to the back porch, and then there's the laundry room door. They're both right there. And as I turned to go to the laundry room, I noticed that there was her pajamas were in the middle of the doorway, um, it right in the middle, laid neatly in the middle of the doorway going into the laundry room. It was her pajama pants, a pair of underwear, and her uh, her pajama top. Was that unusual? That was very unusual. She wouldn't lay her clothes out like that, not in the middle of the door like that. It, it just didn't look right to me. And you took care of the house? Yes. You took care of the clothes? Yes. And I, not to get too personal, but sometimes you can't help it. Were the underwear there with the pajamas unusual? Yes. Why? She didn't, she didn't wear underwear with her pajamas. No underwear with pajamas. But that struck you? No underclothes with the pajamas. But that struck you as unusual they were there with the pajamas? Yes, sir, because the underwear appeared to be uh, clean, not, not dirty. They, they still had, like, fold marks. And the pots, and I may have just missed it. You said, uh, where would the pots end up when you um, found them? After I, I looked at the pajamas on the, on the floor, the way that they were set, I turned around and I said, well, I wonder where the pots are. So I happened to, I opened the refrigerator door, and the pots were sitting inside the refrigerator with lids on them. And I was like, you know, who did this? Um, I, I don't know at that point, but that was not normal for the pot, the whole pot to be sitting in the fridge. Did you make any other observations uh, in the house, the bathroom, or anywhere else? In the, in the master bathroom, um, was her clothes were sitting next to the, the tub. It was a small pile of clothes right there next to the tub. And to, by the shower, if you walk in the master bedroom, there's a big garden tub, spa-type spa tub. And then right here is the shower, and there's a window. On the floor next to the shower was um, a slight puddle of water, a towel, and a pair of khaki pants. And, in, and then um, as I went to the left to see if there was anything else that was out, I um, looked in the closet, and in the closet was a white uh, damp towel on the floor, and there was a... Uh, and I'm pretty sure the T-shirt was white at one time, but, you know, they get kind of dingy after a few years. But that it, it appeared that a T-shirt had fallen off of the stack of T-shirts that were on top of the shelf right there in the closet. Um, it was laying on the floor next to the towel. Wait, wait, when you took care of the home, was that... Tell us how the clothes were laid out. The shirts, the shorts were... You saying up on a shelf or shirts? How um, in the closet, there was a shelf. Um, there was some shelves, smaller shelves right here, and then there was some long ones. Maggie used to keep her clothes on these, and then there was a shorter one, kind of like little uh, box-looking, you know. Up. Alex used to keep his clothes, his belts and stuff in that. Um, and then on top, there was also an area where he kept T-shirts. They were folded, and they were kept on the shelf. You say T-shirts. I know what a T-shirt is, but I mean... Were they T-shirts like I'm wearing it right was, now? Were they T-shirts with pockets? It was usually they would um, be T-shirts like if they would go, like when you go to a restaurant and they have like the logo of the, those type of T-shirts. He he had a big collection of those. And would you put them on the shelf? Yes, sir, I did. 
Did you iron the t-shirt? Yes, sir, I did. And you, you washed all the clothes? Yes, I did. Did he have a certain place that he kept shorts versus long pants? Yes, sir. When you walk in the master bedroom, the bed was right here. At the foot of the bed, you had a dresser here and a dresser here. The right dresser on the top drawers were usually his underwear, his socks. The next drawer was his T-shirts. On the bottom drawer were the pajama pants that he would wear or his shorts that he would wear to sleep in. In the left drawer, and one sits on this, this side of the door going into the bathroom, and the other one's right here. On the left dresser, he kept his white T-shirts that he would wear under. When he wore a suit, he would wear the T-shirts were in one of those drawers. And then the other two drawers were shorts, um, the dressier shorts, and then the, uh, the not-so-dressier shorts. You know the So you testified a shirt looked like it had fallen when you saw it this morning? Yes, sir. June 8th, 2021, okay. Was it still clean? Yes, sir. Put it back? Yes, sir. My boss, Don Zelenka, just reminded me that the food that you cooked, did you look and see how much was eaten in the pots? No, sir, I did not. Now, you said there was a damp towel. Where was that? In the closet, on the floor. And I know what damp means, but when you touched it, did it feel? It was damp. What did you do with it? Took it to the laundry room. And you said there were some pants there? Yes, sir. There's a pair of khakis by the shower. And what did you do with those? Took them to the laundry room. Did you wash them? Yes, sir. John Metters confers with lead prosecutor Creighton Waters. As they speak, Judge Clifton Newman calls for a 10-minute break. After the break, Metters continues his direct examination by showing Ms. Simpson a photo exhibit. Um, I'll show you what's entered in State 7. Can you see those pants in State 7? Yes, sir. You recognize those pants in State 7? Yes. How do you recognize I took care of the laundry. Have you cleaned them? Yes, sir. Okay. Where were these pants um, kept in State 7? The left, um, the left dresser and the third drawer, third, third or fourth drawer. You know they, weren't, they weren't in the ones where um, he had one drawer with shorts that he would usually wear on the on the weekends, you know, the dressier ones, those were kept in the drawer underneath that specific drawer. So you know what drawers these were in? Yes. If you know from being there and taking care of the clothes and taking care of the family, were these his shorts he liked to wear a lot or not? Did you see him in these shorts much? No. And were these shorts clean the last time you saw them? Yes. Matters again holds up the photo exhibit for Ms. Simpson. Now, this shirt that's also in State 7, had you seen that shirt before? Yes, sir. Okay. Where was this shirt kept in the closet at Moselle? The, the top shelf above his where his clothes hang, the, the top shelf. There was a shelf up there. And you testified it looked like a shirt had fallen from that shelf when you got there on the morning of June 8th, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. Was this shirt kept in that same place as the shirt that had fallen? Yes, sir. And the shirt that had fallen, what did you do with it after you picked it up? I folded it back up and I put, placed it back on, on the shelf. Was it clean? Yes, sir. Judge Newman asks Prosecutor Metters and Ms. Simpson to raise their voices. Metters backs away from the witness stand and continues this line of questioning. Had you cleaned this shirt, this in, this in State 7, prior to June 7th of 2021? I probably did. And where would it have been placed after you cleaned it? Where would you have put it? Up, 
up in the closet if there was no more room in the drawer. Now, could we please uh, play States 306, please? John Metters instructs Ms. Simpson to watch her monitor as he plays the video that Paul Murdoch took of Alex on the day of the murders. In the video, Alex can be seen holding up a tree while Paul laughs. Can you see, can, would you look right there at your monitor? There. Yes. Now, this, uh, who's in the picture? Alex. Okay. And, and can you tell what kind of pants he's got on? Khaki pants. Okay. Can you tell what kind of shoes he's got on from that, Miss Simpson? It appears to be the uh, pair of loafers. Loafers? Mm -hmm. House, house shoes, loafers. Okay, well, tell me what you mean by house shoes. Um, just his shoes that he would usually wear around the house if he was wearing shoes. So would he usually just wear them inside? Yes, sir. But these appear to be those shoes? It appears to be, yes. And, and this shirt that Alex Murdahl is wearing on June 7th, depicted in Stakes 306, had you seen that shirt prior to June 7th? It was in the closet. And what type of shirt is that? A Columbia shirt. Columbia shirt? Yes, sir. And how many of those type shirts did he have? He had a few in the closet. And, and what color is that shirt? Just like a greenish aqua seafoam color. Why, why do you keep using the term seafoam? I'm not fussing, I'm just asking. The term seafoam, when Maggie was um, looking at different color palettes to paint, that color came up in one of the color palettes. So we would refer to it as a seafoam. But that's the term that was used for that color in one of the color palettes um, that she had. After June 7th, of 2021, did you ever see that shirt again? No, sir. There was like a pink one, a white one, a baby blue in the closet. I do not remember that shirt being in there. And on June 8th of 2021, in the morning hours when you came back over there, was that shirt there? No, sir. Were these shoes that you called house slippers, were those there? No, sir. Did you ever see those house shoes again? No, sir. And where did he usually keep them? In the closet. Did he have any other type shoes? Canvas or any kind of boat shoes? He had a lot of shoes in the closet. Okay. Do you remember any shoes that were canvas type shoes? The boat shoes, like the Sperry? Sperry shoes? Yes, sir. And do you remember those? Yes, sir. They used, they used to sit in the closet. After June 7th of 2021, did you ever see the Sperry boat shoes again? No, sir, I do not recall seeing him in the closet. Never, ever? No, sir. And with that, we bring to a close this episode of Jury Duty, the trial of Alex Murdoch. Please join us on our next installment as we continue our review of the testimony of Blanca Simpson. Also, check out the Crime Story podcast, Night Raid wherever you get your podcasts. And if you would like to listen to these episodes early and ad-free, head over to our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
You can find more information about this trial on our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page or at crimestory.com. Jury Duty is created and produced by Carrie and Tholis. It was co-produced, written, and edited by yours truly, Chris Terracone. Music for this episode was provided by Strike Audio. Trial audio is courtesy of Law & Crime Networks. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you will come back for the next episode of Jury Duty.